My name is Sif Morris, Morris, and this is this week in car audio. Tune in, tune in, tune in, This week in car audio, audio. Tune in, tune in, What we talking about, bass? Talking about chips, talking about rings. You ain't got them, zip your lip. You got a problem you ever found? Check your grounds. Let's show about to start. Start. Tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in. Welcome to This Week in Car Audio with your host Doug Stockton, the judge, and Team DC Lucky. How's it going, Lucky? What's going on? What's going on? Our guest this week is Kip Kip Let's see. Let's see, sorry. Um he is a, a representative of Kicker Car Audio. Can you tell us uh, your role and kind of uh, who you are, what you do, sir? Sure. My name is Kip, and you got it right the second time. And I'm going to tell you what, as long as you don't call me late to dinner, you can call my last name anything you want. <laughs> but it's Kip Litsey. Uh, almost like you're saying Litsey, but it's Lit, so Litsey. And I am the Associate Marketing Director of Business to Business here at Stillwater Designs and Audio, or as everyone knows us, is Kicker. That's right. Um, just so you know, the people we got watching today, we actually have people all the way from New Zealand, uh, from Northern Europe, uh, Bridgetown, Barbados. They're already chiming in on the chat. Tristan wow. Paris and Tiffany uh, Paris. They are in uh, Bridgetown, Barbados. Uh, they're a local shop owner there, and they've uh, kind of picked up some new brands and whatnot through the show. And um, actually, really big sponsors of ours and ours, and they really love uh, what we do here. Uh, they're actually going to bring DB Drag to uh, Barbados once we get past all this COVID stuff. So good thing, good deal. Yes. Um, all right. So um, talking before we got on here, I just wanted to uh, go real quick. Um, You've been in the car audio for a long time, and uh, you kind of gave us a rundown of what you did uh, prior to coming on yes. to Kicker. So can you uh, run that again? Lucky, well, you turn know, that the, down. Uh, the, I did. Yeah, I would see. <laughs> I was starting to hear you again in my ear. I'm like, whoa, that's freaky. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if it's good or bad, but I'm probably one of the older guys, you know, that's in the industry. I've been in car Excellent. audio a long time. Uh, I started... Uh, to give you an idea, I mean, I've been attracted to anything that runs on a power switch, AC, DC, or if it's a computer, uh, for a very long time. And so I started off as a tinker, a hardware, software kind of guy in my young ages, and then I got up, you know, to be the, the age of car audio. I mean, I remember being the 15-year-old who's saving his money and buying product to put that first system in your car. I mean, we did that even back in the early 80s, guys. It actually happened. And, uh, you know, I got into car audio, and... It was fun. When I got into car audio, it was just I wanted a car audio system. And my first car audio system, to put it in quotes, you know, I went shopping. It was for a cassette deck. Uh, yeah. So that should tell you how far that back. I was looking for a new cassette deck for my automobile. And uh, it just happened to be, you know, I'd, I'd learned a lot about working in cars and how to install stereos because I did everything the wrong way for about three years. Uh, being a guy who's attracted to wiring and all that, you know, in my junior year, senior year, and even sophomore year in high school, I'd have all these guys because I usually hung around. Just my personality type, I got around along with the guys who were two to three years older than me. I just didn't get around along with people my age. Yeah. And so I've got all these guys who are already driving cars. They're two, three years beyond my age. And they're right. like, man, I, I want this four-track player put in or this eight-track player put in or this power booster. 
do you know how to put in this underdash tape FM switch? Do you even know what that is? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I understand all that stuff. And so I did a lot of installs in my uh, sophomore, junior, and senior year at high school, and I learned how to put stuff in, and along the way, I broke a lot of stuff. But as you know, uh, teens as we are, you know, guys that show up and they go, is, is it in? Is it working? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I got the whole thing in. It works great. It sounds fantastic. Great. How much do I, man, it's $65. But hold on a second. Okay, well, dude, how much? 65 bucks. Okay. <laughs> Counting off my, it's like, hold on. I, I was taking apart the kick panel and I, I broke a knob back there. So I got it put back together. Oh, man, that's okay. Does it make sound? Does it, does, yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, and also, I, I stripped a screw in your, no, man, that's okay. That's okay. Does it work? Yeah, it works yeah. great. Man, I'll see you later. Bye. And so actually, in those early years, I learned a lot about how cars, at least at that time, and I, that information helps even in today's cars, but I learned how cars went together and how they came apart because I broke a lot of stuff with a lot of people who didn't care to have a repair to replace. So it was cheap, cheap learning. And uh, you know, after I was shopping for my own gear, how I got into the industry, I was going to college and I was in a store shopping for a cassette deck. And I'll make this short, but this is a really cool story. And the, the salesman, he's over there and there's a customer and the salesman, he's trying to answer the customer's questions and the customer, like, well, what size speakers fit this car and how much power do I need in a radio? And this salesman, he didn't know his elbow from the hole in the ground. And so the salesman walks off to try to find someone apparently who knows something. And me being me, I just walked up to the guy and said, hey man, I said, I've done about half a dozen of those cars. And, and if I can remember back, it was a Dodge Omni, uh, Daytona Omni, that whole the classic yep. car. I said, I said, man, that's a pair of six nines in the back. I said, you can throw a six snap up in the door. He said, but there's no hole. I said, I know. I said, the hole's in the steel. I said, all you got to do is cut the carpet and cut the plastic. I said, just pop the door. You'll see where it's at. I said, you'll need to run wires in through the boots. So I explained everything he needed. And he said, well, what radio would you get? And I said, what do you listen to and how loud? He told me, I said, man, just get that Kenwood KRC 2001 high-powered head unit. I said, that's all you're going to need. Wow. I said, really? I said, yeah. I said, you just get that and you'll be golden. Salesman walks back up, and the guy looks, the, the customer looks at salesman and goes, I'll take that, that, and that, and he go writes them up. So I'm just standing there, they're, they're gone, so now I can play, and as I like to call it, knob mess with the radios and figure out mm -hmm. what I want. And a uh, guy behind the counter, he was, I didn't know who he was, he was the owner of the store, and he said, uh, he said hey, he said, are you just even know a little bit about car audio? He says, are you looking for a job? I said, no. He said, well, you seem to know a little bit. I said, man, I, I've done this stuff on the side. I'm just shopping for a deck for my own car. I said, I'm really not looking for another job. And he's like, well, you, you really seem like you know your stuff. He says, we're looking for someone. He said that would just, you know, once the customers buy the gear, we would just have some place to send them to so that they could get the install done. He says, if you're interested, he said, let me know. I said, I'm not interested. So I thought about it for about a week, and then I went back and said, you still looking? And he's like, yeah. So I said, I'll do it. So I started off literally, people would buy their car audio gear at this store, and then I'd get a phone call from the person who bought it, and they'd tell me what they got and what car they needed so I knew what dash kit they needed at that and anything. And I'd just go out to their house and install it in their garage or do it on their driveway. So for several years, I was just a mobile installer working out of people's front yards, driveways, and garages. If it was wintertime, uh -huh. well, they had a garage I could be inside. I'd do the install inside in the garage. So that's where I kind of cut my teeth on car audio. Nice. Oh, yeah. No, so so my first uh, stereo I had was the uh, Craco with the um, EQ with the booster. Three band. Yeah, and then he had he had uh, uh, Pioneer 6902s. Uh, yep, I know those. Yep, in the back of my uh, 77 Trans Am. And then uh, 215, two, uh, I had two M&M Godfather 15s in the uh, facing up and two M&M Godfather 12s facing forward. Um, moved into some, uh, I oh, they were the Punch Series Kicker 10s. Mm -hmm. At one point, I bought me a, a pair of Punch Kicker 10s. So those are pretty cool. Um, I And, uh, you know, um, those are those are a long time ago. That's in the 80s-ish. 
it's definitely the 80s. With you bringing up something like Eminem, it reminds me of some of the prod. Like I remember uh, GNS Redline amplifiers. Hey. I don't even know if people hey. tuned in know that. No, oh, so GNS Redlines, the guy who made them and all that stuff, he actually only li lives probably 15 minutes from Lucky, and Lucky lives <laughs> 20 minutes cool. from me. He lives up in the Stockton area. So he's still around. Uh, he was helping work out some stuff with the Luma Pro and some other companies. But that guy's still around. Um, That's pretty cool. No, and, and you know what? One year I caught him at uh, CES, and holy crap, dude. I mean, it was talking to somebody with that kind of history. And I mean, like when I sat down with Robert Zeff one time and talked to him. Well, I, I love being the stupidest guy in the room. Um, man, you can learn so much when you hang out with those guys. You know, when you hang out with people like that, you absolutely can. I mean, those are definitely pioneers of the industry. But, yeah. you know, when you bring it up Eminem, it just reminds me, of, yeah, I sold and installed GNS Redline amplifiers back in the day. Oh, so yeah, I, never, I never even heard of Eminem Godfathers. Oh, I, they were out of San Francisco, as a matter of fact. It was a subwoofer company out of uh, actually East Bay, but they and, said and, San Francisco. And so what time frame was that? The early 80s? Uh, yeah, I think they closed their doors uh, like 92, 93-ish. It was, it was I was going to say 93. Yeah, okay. it was early, mid-90s when they closed their doors. Uh, their big deal was 100% uh, lifetime warranty. I mean, and that was it, right? Oh. <laughs> Except for they didn't cover water damage, screw damage, uh Playing it too loud. Well, what they forgot to tell you, the lifetime warranty was the lifetime of the speaker. When the speaker yes. broke, that was its lifetime. You were done. Yeah. Yeah. Like the tail light warranty. As soon yes. as your tail lights disappear, it's over. Yeah, that's right. As soon as we see tail lights on, the, the warranty's over. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah. So hey, it's great. You know, like I said, um, Lucky and I have been doing uh, the Basehead Diaries. That's Lucky's thing. Um, but, you know, I co-host with them because, like we said before, you know, Lucky's not the technical guy. And this way I can kind of talk technical with uh, with guys. We've had um, Scott Owens. I'm sure you know Scott Owens. Sure, uh, we've absolutely. We've had him on here. We had Gary Killian. We've had a bunch of the um, top-end guys that have been – uh, world champions multi-times and multi-years you know uh we've had them we've talked to them and uh don hebig you probably know him um alan dante you know so so those guys lucky's learning and uh, i'm trying I, we know, all no no you know what he just started working on his first so he's been competing almost three years now right lucky yeah, actually, three years, July 14th, yeah. Okay, so three years for Lucky, and he actually started working on his own install for the first time probably, what, three months ago? Yeah, I think it was three months ago. Like, I, I had my hands in a little bit of this stuff, you know what I mean? But for the most part, yeah, so three months ago, I think is what it was. When I started building the new piggy bank that's in the picture behind me, um, that's when I started getting my hands in there, so... Yep. So what was your first aha or awakening moment as you're starting to do your own installs? I mean, what was kind of like a big learning moment for you or something you learned that was just like, oh, wow. Starting from the ground up, like getting your, <laughs> yeah. founda getting your foundation. Because, I mean, you know, I did everything backwards before. Like, you know, okay, get your, your amp and your subs in your box, you know, versus like, hey, get your deadener done and your batteries and your alts. Um, and, you know, start with your foundation and move, move up from there. That way, when you're done, everything's done versus putting it backwards and then having to rip everything back out again. So that was one yeah, of the things you, for me. 
when you get into what you're doing, once you, you know, get past a couple thousand watts, I mean, for a consumer, 2,000 watts is, is oodles and gobs and plenty to do what you need for a right. car audio system that's going to produce right. music. When you're, when you're trying to float babies, you know, in the window. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's a new one you, you for you. Try that <laughs> one. <laughs> you can't have, I mean, you can't create 10,000 watts of power unless you can provide 10,000 watts of power. That's right. And a lot of people just miss that. Uh, they'll buy huge amplifiers. They may buy big subwoofers. They might even invest in some extra batteries batteries in the back, but then when it comes down to, well, how many runs of Walnut did you run from the front to the back, and did you upgrade all the grounds, and did you upgrade right. your alternators, because all this power, batteries are just a reserve. The thing that actually makes the power is the alternator, and sometimes you just get that glazed look that comes across their face, and they go, yeah. that one there. Well, no, but, but, but what's that going to cost me? Well, probably as much or more than what you've invested already. Yep. Well, that's yeah. a lot of money. Well, you yeah. bought a big amp. It takes a lot of power to run it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, mo for most of us in, in the competition, you know, our systems cost triple the, and even four times the amount of our vehicle, you know, yep. it's Absolutely. crazy, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, hey, so so the big reason I came on here um, is, I, I asked you to come on, is uh, I was over there at Slamology. You guys debuted your new woofer. That thing right this there. This one right here? Yes, sir. Can you tell us what that is? And, you know, we'll go from there. So see what tell, tell us all about well, this thing, please. I'll, t I'll tell you what I can that ensures I don't get a pink slip in my paycheck come Friday. Okay. Um, you know, everyone knows the original Solo X from Kicker. Mm -hmm. uh, if you were to actually ask our social media guy, Solo X is probably one of the most requested things mm -hmm. that people would like to see come back in the Kicker lineup. And so we started, it, it feels, you know, I like to refer to last year as the blip. Uh, it's the year that happened, but I don't know what happened. Um, so the year that was the blip has totally messed up my way to perceive time. So I'm going to say three and a half. Now it's actually four and a half years. Wow. Uh, when we actually started going out into the lanes, we started uh, uh, putting some money into sponsoring a lot of the finals events and things like that. And basically, we were just going out to, you know, throw some money back into the community. And then we just wanted to sit around and listen. We wanted to see what you guys were using as a community, what woofers were doing, what amplifiers were doing, because it was kind of our way to put our toe in the water and see, is this a product category that we should bring back out again? Uh, you know, a lot of people who are diehard big competitors, unless you make a monster subwoofer, they just think that your line of speakers and products is chintzy. It doesn't mean anything. It's junk. Well, I'm here to tell you, if that's the case, we make a pretty good living on selling junk. <laughs> There's a lot, lot, a lot of people that buy Kicker products because we make, and I'm not going to pull any punches on this, I think we make one of the, some of the most musical and accurate sounding products yeah. that bang for the buck you can't beat. And that's what really has kind of kept us going, uh, especially since that big crash, the economy, the thing that ran away and hid, you know, competitions kind of went away for a while, the economy took a crash. And that's about the same time the Solo X project died. And it was, it was a strict financial move. I mean, as a company, uh, you got to make sure that the company lives. I mean, people right. kind of look at companies in an odd light, but a company is nothing more than all the people who work there. And we all have families and we all have houses and we all need food. And so we got to find a way to keep the company alive because the individuals are what really make the company up. So the product went end of life it was shelved and then so we started looking at this we saw a resurgence in the uh, in people who are using this type of products and so all that information we had uh, some people out there watching may be part of the group or they have heard of the group but we actually had about four private NDA meetings out there so there are people out there that know a lot more than I can say on camera right now because they're actually under a, a non-disclosure agreement and we basically let them know what we're looking at what we're looking to do and so Solo X as a family of products is coming back 
read my words carefully. So Solo X as a family of products is coming okay. back. And L7X, which is this driver to my left, which is probably your right on the camera. Yep. Uh, this is the first line of products coming into the Solo X family. This is the L7X. And so out of the gate, we're gonna offer these in a, a 10, a 12, and a 15. Uh, it is square format technology. Uh, it's, it's square because we, we do have a patent on it. A square subwoofer does move more cone area. So if you have a round driver and a square driver side by side, 10 for 10, 12 for 12, and they both have the same amount of travel capability, but this one is square, it's gonna move 20 to 23% more air. And as all of you out there know, if you're moving more air, you're yep. making more output. Right. So square is not just a marketing gimmick. Square is there for a reason. Uh, square does give you mutually coupling better drivers. So when you run multiple subwoofers, because they are closer together for a longer distance, because that square side or that flat side, you get better mutual coupling. So the square format driver is a fantastic driver and it, it does have a lot of benefits to round. You do have to engineer around a lot of things like the corners, how do you get them to work? Because a square subwoofer, uh, square speakers have been around for a long time. We weren't the first right. company to create a square speaker, but we were the first company to figure out how to actually make a square subwoofer because to be a subwoofer, it's gotta move more than three or four millimeters. It's gotta move 12 millimeters, 15 millimeters, 20 millimeters. You gotta get some throw out of it to be a true subwoofer. And so those three drivers are going to be the first one in the, uh, in the L7X family that will be joining the Solo X family. We really wanted to have these out this year. Uh, we announced this product at SEMA last year. Yeah, believe it or not, 29, 2020. God, right. time flies. And we expect it to be a lot further down the highway than they are right now. And anyone out there who's buying anything in the retail stream knows uh, it's hard for any company out there, not just consumer electronics, but everything out there is in short supply right now. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard enough to keep making the products that you're in your current portfolio, much less bringing new products to market. So it's really taken us a lot longer than we wanted. Uh, what we've been actively telling people now is we're probably looking at this product, uh, hopefully Q1 of 2022. Although we are constantly pushing and pushing. I mean, I, I listen, I get into listening tests on this stuff just about every week. Uh, if we can get it out sooner, we will. Um, but we're actively telling people, don't get your hopes up. It's going to be a quarter one 2022 product at this point. Uh, they're going to be available in dual one and dual two ohm drivers. Uh, it's a heavy uh, uh, three centimeter pressed pulp paper cone pressed on both sides. So it's a double pulp press, not a single press. Single press pulp paper is a cheaper way to go. A lot of speakers out there do just do a single press pulp. We do double press pulp. It gives you more consistent weighted diaphragm across the board. This driver is not just designed to move a ton of air. It's also going to sound good doing it. I mean, it, Steve Irby just won't let a product leave the barn unless it sounds musical as well. Uh, and you're looking at, and when I talk numbers, I'm just going to use 12 because 12 is kind of the, the average number we use here in the company. We started at 12 and then go from there. But you're going to be looking at an L7X12 that's going to have like three and a quarter inches peak to peak travel. Uh, so it's going to be a serious beast. Uh, three and a quarter inches of travel in a square format, it's going to give any other 12 out there a serious run for its money. What's the uh, MSRP so going to be on those? by the way. That's a good question. A lot of people have been asking that. You know, the original Solo X came yep. in a 10, 12, and an 18. Correct. And so there wasn't that 15 in the line. It was 10, 12, and then jumped right up to an 18. We're coming out now at this line. We're actually doing 10, 12, and 15, and we're not doing an 18. Mm -hmm. Maybe we will, <laughs> but right now it's just a 10, a 12, and a 15. Um, so looking at the 10 and the 12 as far as a reference price, uh, if you go back to when, right before the drivers went into life, we're looking at a 10-inch driver, I think, if I remember the MSRP on it, I think it was $9.99, and a 10-inch driver was $10.99. That was the MSRP. We're, our goal, and so far we're, we're staying as close as we can on the track, but as you know, prices and everything are right. in flux right now, but our goal, our target is for the new L7X to hit about half 
of the old Solo X retail price size for size. So if we can achieve that goal, you're looking at an L7X10, we're hoping to see that driver fall somewhere between 449 and 599 as far as a retail range. Yep. Uh, then on a 12, you'd be looking at that 549 to 699 retail range. Uh, and then the 15, I'm trying to remember what we said on the 15. I think the 15 is trying to be in that 649 to 799 retail, and that's retail yeah. prices. Yeah, I'm yeah, no, that's, you, so. yeah we're, that's what we're, you know, uh, we're not all uh, car shops. So, uh, you know, and, and I do believe. I can't give you a job or sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so so um, have you seen or heard any comparisons to the original Solo X versus these ones? I have. Or, and yes. Uh, right on par, but much better power handling. Is that basically what we're looking at now? Uh, these are going to blow the old Solo X out of the water. Okay. So I, so for people that don't know, um, back in 2000, 99 or 2000, uh, I used to be a competitor. Um, one of my uh, competitor teammates, his name was Scott Sanborn. Scott ran the Solo X-12s, actually started with the L7-12s before the Solo Xs came out. And he was running two 12s. He was the second loudest in the world in his class. He did a 153 on less than 1,000 watts um, in a extended cab truck with two 12s. So um, that's what he did back in the day. And like I said, and then the Solo X came out, and basically that just allowed us to add so much more power to these woofers. So if you got a power handling, say, 1500 watts or 3000 watts on this woofer do you have an amp that's comparable or are you going to be bridging amps to run it or what's or is that part of the solo x line to come you know i, I said solo x family in the beginning right. for those that are paying attention um, the l7x is the first products that are going to come into that family uh, in our amplifier line we normally uh, because of development and everything else, normally we would have uh, KX, and our largest amplifier in the KX line is, was a KXA2400. Uh, and that amplifier is rated at 2,400 watts. Uh, there are some amp dynos out there, uh, old uh, Wilson Audio Labs, old school uh, stereo, uh, Big B. He did some dyno testing on it and found out that amplifier actually does in excess of 3,500 watts on a dyno. Uh, so it's a big amplifier. Um, unfortunately, KX went end of life, and it was scheduled to go end of life at the beginning of this year, and we were supposed to have replaced it with a new series of amplifiers. Well, unfortunately, every, like I said in the beginning, everything in development has been slowed down. It's, it's, we are working our tails off to get around what we can, but we, we have literally, to kind of give you an idea, we've got designs that are complete, because a lot of people don't know, we research, engineer, tool, prototype, everything here in Stillwater, Oklahoma, and then we work with uh, manufacturers worldwide, not just in China, but China, right. Malaysia, Taiwan, Thailand, Japan. I mean, we are a global company. We distribute to global uh, other countries in the world. So we do manufacturing source globally, including here in the United States of America. Like the Santorpene that goes in our drivers, we source that here in the United States of America because it's the best you can buy. Uh, but when you look at that, and we were trying to time, we always change products over. So we had a line of amplifiers that are yet to be announced that are going to replace KX, and there'll be some big amplifiers in that lineup. Okay. Um, but unfortunately, I can't say any more right. thing more other than KX is gone. And yes, there's something coming, but the entire world's reaction to the pandemic that we've been going through, whether it's logistics or manufacturers or sourcing parts. I mean, our engineers, it's, it actually happened last week, we're like, say, take this product, and they had an engineered final done, signed and approved on, we go to go to straight manufacturing it. They come back and go, that part's discontinued and that part's got a two-year lead time. So what are you going to do? Wow. Oh. 
so awesome. what our engine <laughs> yeah so then what our engineers have to do is they have to go back to the drawing board completely and source new ICs yep. new chips new drivers whatever you want to call it find parts that will actually work in our design then sometimes that requires modifying the circuit boards whatever it is then they have to go all the way through validate it and then go back and say, do this. We've actually had that on some of our new products happen two times in a row wow. where the parts inside yeah. have either gone end of life, and they don't tell you that until they're gone, right. or the parts are so far out on lead time that you can't use them. So so yeah. uh, I'm in construction. At, by That's my 50-hour-a-week job is construction, right? And so um, I manage a company, and holy crap, like I, have, I actually have doors. They're manufactured right here in the United States, but because of the supply chain interruption, not even yes. materials, it's the supply chain interruption. Um, I have doors that were scheduled to be here in March, and now we're talking about getting them in September. If and, you're lucky. Right. And, and so I literally have a hospital with no doors on it getting ready to open. I do tattoos and yeah. even our, our business, we're shorted on needles, inks, a bunch of stuff. So it's affecting everybody. My buddy's air conditioning company, they're getting shorted on everything. So then the companies are raising this, the price is sky high yep. and they got to charge their customers sky high because they make up for it. So yeah, it's everywhere. <laughs> so, it, so that was it's the, crazy. That was the next thing I was going to get to. So one of the greatest things ever about the solo X, they were one of the first innovators in the drop-ins. That's you, exactly what I've got in my hand here. Now, understand, awesome. everything I'm showing you here, this is all prototype stuff. So you're right. going to see funky markings on them and, and <laughs> dust. I mean, this this driver here has been to Slamology and back. I'm guessing surprised that even the dust cap's still on there. <laughs> but <laughs> the, uh, the cool part about this is the original Solo X was field replaceable. So yep. once you had the speaker in your hands, uh, it wasn't a matter of if you're going to. I don't care how tough you build these drivers. It doesn't matter what you do. What people don't realize is that heat is the number one enemy to all speakers. And all electronics. Are, you know, yeah, all electronics. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. You're right. Yeah. And so no matter if it's built by man, there's going to be another man who can show you he can break it. So it's not a matter of if the Solo X was going to break. It's a matter of you find the right guy or the right conditions. They're going to break them. So the cool part about this is you're not having to send back a you know 60 to 100 pound motor structure to the manufacturer off to someone for recone and get them to rebuild it and come back. It is literally you can do it in the field yourself. And that's what wow. the original Solo X yep. did. And, so and the, this, is all the, this is all the soft parts, yep. the spider mounting, coil, and everything. And, and the cool and thing about it is you don't even have to dismount the sub. The sub stays right in the place. And how long, have, the, they, uh, how long have they been able to do that? The original Solo X did that ever since it was, that was a, its thing out of the gate. It was yeah. field replaceable. 2003, wow. 2002? I never do that. Two, I think, if yeah. I got my facts straight. Yeah, so so since 2002. That, that was the greatest thing. You don't have to, I mean, because, you know, we're looking at motors right now that are in the 60-plus pound range. And even back then, the Solo X motor was 40 or 38 or something like that. And, um, yeah, and then trying to get that out when you're sitting leaning over a car and uh, that, like I said, when one of those will blow, I mean, you can literally minutes and you'd be switched out, ready to go again. And wow. this is the same concept. It's, it's a newer version of it. This is actually uh, even better version, more accuracy, more tolerance is built into this. Uh, it's more repeatable as far as getting the, the uh, voice coil centered in the gap every time. Okay. And so this is version two of that, and these are going to be available, spare replacement. So as a, as a customer, you buy an L7X, 
you blow up your voice coil, which if you're into high SPL situations, <laughs> which is what these drivers, you're going to blow up a driver. I don't care what brand it is. That's right. You're going to blow up a subwoofer. Uh, th they all blow up, folks. I hate to tell you, there's none of them that can't <laughs> be destroyed. If you don't, maybe we need to have a show one night where we just blow them all up and you see how they all just break. <laughs> but so the fact of the matter is, <laughs> they all break. They so being able to replace it after it does, so you don't have to do that. And the thing about this is, uh, there's a lot of guys, and I've seen you out there in the parking lots over the last three and a half, four and a half years. Uh, you've gotten really good at reconing in the parking lot using air-powered grinders, battery-powered grinders, oh, yeah. glues, and all those things. But the thing is, all those adhesives have to set up before you can use that driver again. Once you drop this in and tighten up all the screws, it's good to go. I mean, yep. it's ready to run immediately. There is no delay. So that thing fries, right? Okay, so you just unscrew this, the, the speaker. So that just comes undone right there. And then the screws that I'm seeing underneath that, you unbolt those and then swap out the other one that's done. Exactly. If you can kind of see from this half cutaway here, you'll see that there are, hopefully on the camera you can see it, but there's actually yeah. these bolts. And those bolts are what hold this top aluminum clamp gotcha. that holds the surround to the frame. Gotcha. And the cool part about this, I, I think one of you, I heard for some reason, it's kind of strange, I thought I heard one of you guys in the pre, and a little bit earlier say something like helicoil. And that's what's cool about these is this is a threaded bolt and we're going into an aluminum basket, but what's cool is we've actually, we actually have threaded inserts are almost like a helicoil installed right. in these. So when you thread and unthread, you're not going against raw aluminum. You're actually going into a true threaded insert. So these are designed to take in, take out, take in and take out many, many times without damaging them. Yeah. And so you take the ring off the top, you spin the speaker upside down, and you can see hopefully these brass inserts on the bottom here. Uh -huh. This is actually secured to the bottom. So you take these screws out, and then this entire piece comes right out of the speaker. And that's, right what out was, motor out of frame. and that's what I was wondering is, so in other words, you got the speaker, the screws are going to hold down your sub, and then the other ones go around. That's actually holding down um, the insert, right? That's correct. So, correct. Yeah. So that's what I was wondering. So, yeah, so you just, that makes sense. Perfect. And, and so there's hardware that holds this together, and then the holes, the, the holes that you saw here that have nothing in them, that's how that's bolted to the exactly. enclosure or your baffle. Exactly. Right. That's and, what I was wondering as far as the screwing in part. How do you get – okay. That makes so, perfect so, sense. Exactly. And, and remember, Lucky, when we were talking about some of those loading issues um, where, you know, oh, this woofer's above your – your port or whatever and so this is unloading and you blow that sub that's actually the reason we started using those solo x's because you know the one closest to the passenger door on the bottom when you do a wall is the one that always blows mm -hmm. yeah. and the like he said the great thing about it is when you got to get so the whole idea is in the perfect world all your subs are moving together and they're moving the air together so when you have these gaps it creates rings that bounce against each other. So sound rings. Imagine like right. two different yeah. pushes in water and then the gotcha. rings collide, right? So when you have right. a square, they tend to work together uh, right. a little yeah, yeah, better. Yeah. And that, that makes sense. And that's what we you did. Know, yeah, I understand. A good example of that, you know, which is pretty cool, is if you can think about it, if, you, if you've ever spent any time in a rowboat or a canoe or even a Johnson boat with an oar, if you can imagine, you know, most oars, they're rectangular shaped. And it's so that when you put that oar into the water, you're biting a big surface area of water so that when you pull against it, you can propel the boat well. The skinnier and shorter your paddle, it's easier to take through the water, mm -hmm. but you don't get any energy transferred to the water so your boat doesn't move as fast. So now as you make the paddle wider and taller, you're gonna bite more water with every stroke, which is gonna mean you're gonna use more energy. If you can think of that same concept, think of two round subwoofers side by side as a paddle or an oar, and then think of two square subwoofers side by side as a paddle or an oar. Which one has Makes more sense. consistently surface area to bite the water and exactly. move it through there? Yeah, square, yeah. 
Obviously. Water you can see, air you can't. So sometimes we make those analogies so people can yep. understand them. So when we say a square subwoofer literally has better mutual coupling, this is why we say that because yep. with a square driver, you have a very long area there where the two drivers have an, an ability to basically act as one to mutually couple to that air. And with a round driver, they're the closest at one point, and then they get further and further apart from each other as the round circles go away from each other. There are a lot of benefits to Square. It's not just marketing jargon or marketing right. lingo. There's actually a technical side to it. Right. Yeah. So, so I was going to ask you, Kip, uh, so shows. Do you guys uh, attend any shows, world finals, um, whatever? Uh, uh, like, you know, Slamology, obviously, you guys attend that. Um, any other uh, stereo shows that you guys attend? The big ones for us that we've been attending as far as car shows have been the final shows, and we've been supporting those for about the last four and a half years. Right. So your Midwest SPL, uh, your USAC, uh, your DB Drags, Unified Finals, those are really been the key four that we've decided to support those with products and financially and whatever supporting of those companies. Um, when we've got this product and it's actually going to come to market, we'll probably find a way to broaden that a little more because I'm sure we're going to have a lot of competitors who want to use this product. And when they do, we'll probably find some more key shows that we'll want to go to and support. The thing that I keep telling people is this product here, and, and we don't, we kind of joke about it internally, but we couldn't support the company if this is the only type of product we make. If all right. we made was an L7X, yeah. we'd have to fire two thirds of the company and you know lease out some of the space. We'd never be able to support the company we're in. But we also see that this is a product category where our engineers get to go out there and kind of go no holds barred. And I can already tell you, just like in the original Solo X days, uh, where technology and things we learned from developing the Solo X kind of trickled down into other speakers, we're already experiencing that with this driver today. So a lot of things the engineers have learned and coming out with V2, which is a much more improved, longer throw, higher power handling, bigger coil, lower frequency response, the whole nine yards, things we've learned in the development L7X, you're already going to see that trickle down technology into you know the, the CVRs or the comps or you know comp cues or drivers like that. You're gonna see a trickle down effect to that. Um, you might even see other lines of speakers come out because of it. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, Dave Bradshaw is in here asking um, powerhouse amps. I'm not – or power horse is what he said. Um, War horse. Is that what it was, War horse? I'm not familiar with that amp. I, like I said, the last time I used the kicker amp, it was the ZR series, which gotcha. I will tell you, they were great amps, and they would put out gobs of power when you accidentally wired them to quarter ohm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what we do, you know, a, 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 the vast majority of our products are installed by installers in a shop mm -hmm. and or consumers out in the field who are DIY guys. And the, thing, the one thing that we spend a lot of time and focus on on all of our amplifiers is protection circuits. Uh, our amplifiers have to live in the field, and guys out there do lots of silly things like no matter what impedance you tell someone an amplifier is stable to, somehow they have this half. magic idea in their head that you can go half of that. <laughs> no, when we when we tell you from at Kicker it's a 1-ohm amplifier, it's a 1-ohm amplifier. If we tell you it's a 2-ohm amplifier, it's a 2-ohm amplifier. Uh, there's no benefit for us to do that. So we actually have protection circuits that kick in. The thing about amplifiers is if, if you go down to lower and to lower impedances, there's some good things that can happen and there's some really bad things that can happen. And one of the bad things that can happen is, is you lose what's called damping factor. And damping factor is the ability of an amplifier to actually control the load that it's driving. Uh, a good analogy for you would be you can have a ton of horsepower in a car, but if you don't have a lot of torque to control it, you're not going to do much with it. Uh, right. Torque is kind of the damping factor or the ability of the amplifier to control the load. It's the same thing in a car or an automobile. You can have a lot of horsepower, but if you don't have torque, ask guys who drive Teslas what torque means. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's there, yeah. it's instant, it's on demand, and it's all mm -hmm. the time. So, you know, that's kind of the analogy for that. So the war horse, which I'm sure he's referencing, yeah, that was literally a cocktail napkin idea uh, that Jerry McCord, he's an engineer that used to work here, he's no longer here at the company, and Dan Jobin, who uh, unfortunately he's passed away, um, but Dan and Jerry were actually sitting around at the bar and they were having a discussion about what would it take to build the world's most efficient amplifier? And so Dan and Jerry are sitting there around drinks and a cocktail napkin, and they're talking about ideas and they're sketching stuff. And to put a long story short, the, the Warhorse was a specific amplifier. It was designed to be an, the world's most efficient amplifier. It created 10,000 watts of power, and it did it in excess of 96% efficiency from input to output. There's no amplifier on the market today that can even approach the efficiency levels of the original Warhorse that was done 15, 18 years ago. I would love to see the spec papers on that because so I've designed amplifiers. Like I said, you know, I told you I've, I've talked to Robert Zeff and whatnot. Sure. And, um, that was part of my my when I started Sonic FX, I was manufacturing subwoofers and then got into amplifiers. And the time frame I was, you know, the biggest amplifier out was a 2000 water, right? And I was helping to develop 3000 waters. And that was kind of where I got out of the game. But I will tell you, if you get an amp over 86% efficient, I don't care what technology you're using, that is something special. Do you want to know how we did it on the Warhorse? So how'd you do it on the Warhorse? All right, if you've been into amplifier design, you'll get this as soon as I say it. Okay. Everything, everything in every design is about minimizing loss because That's everything right. adds loss, everything. So in an amplifier, if you break it down to its two basic sections for a car amplifier, mm -hmm. you've got the power supply, mm -hmm. which takes the 12 volt and creates the higher rail voltages you need for the big power. And you've got the audio output section. Imagine if you could take the audio output section completely out of an amplifier design and just have a power supply that drives speakers. What would happen to your efficiency? Yeah. So, so you're. That's what the once, warhorse is. Once again, so when you when you're looking at amplifiers, <laughs> right? It, you got power in. It generates the power, and then that's what people uh, see as heat. So that's the that is loss. So that means if he, if you're ninety something percent efficient. That amp would be cool to the touch. It would be lukewarm-ish. Might be a little warmer than lukewarm, but it would be about lukewarm running at full power. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So the Warhorse was a revolutionary amplifier when it came to efficiency and design because it was literally, you're right either way. From an engineer's perspective, you could call it a modulating power supply that right. directly derives speakers, or you could call it a modulated output section that has no power supply because it just modulates a, already a high rail voltage that's created in itself. Either okay. way, the Warhorse was basically half of what all amplifiers out there are. So if you take half of what all the amplifiers are away, mm -hmm. look at how much places for loss you've just oh, removed yeah. from the amplifier I mean, design. I mean, how many 100 ohm capacitors and, and diodes and all that that do you have in it? I mean, 86 is a real common that's number, right? And you have very, 20, 30, 40 of them in an amplifier. And every ohm is resistant, so that's 80 units of resistance in that one little tiny capacitor, or you know that connection. It just doesn't matter. And then you got your solder joints. All those create resistance. So th this actually uh, kind of reminds me of uh, John um, Nolte. I don't know if you know John Nolte or not. I do know John. Yes, so, sir. <laughs> so John. So John's doing that new helicopter subwoofer yep. thing, right? So that's the rotary sounds, sub. Yeah. So that sounds. 
almost along that lines where he's trying to get rid of other parts now he's adding a lot of moving parts and moving parts on an engineering platform is the devil right the more parts that's more failures you have right so yeah you you ask any engineer and what they wanted to, if if in a perfect world i would sell you a piece of copper wire like this yep. and you would hook your speaker to one end and your signal to the other and it would automatically give you 100 watts or 500 watts or yep. 10,000 watts <laughs> and all it would be would be a piece of wire but yep. there is no such thing as a, as a piece of wire with gain you have to put all the electronics in its path right. so uh, warhorse was revolutionary that's it, interesting. it had some it had some uh, some issues. It wasn't a perfect amplifier, but it was a perfectly efficient amplifier. And for guys who just wanted to burp 10,000 watts for SPL competitions or things like that, it was a great amplifier. Uh, the thing that really confused people about the Warhorse is be because of the way it was designed, it has to do with the way it's a modulated power supply that directly drives the speaker load, is there were two outputs, output one and output two. And, right. and most people see that as two outputs, or in today's world, it's a mono amp, so that's just right. two positives and two negatives. No, on the Warhorse, this one here had to go to coil one on a sub on the dual voice coil subwoofer, and this one had to go to coil two on your dual voice coil subwoofer because this output, all it did was drive the positive swing. Okay. That's all it did. This output drove the negative swing. So basically, coil one on your speaker made the speaker go up and come back to rest. Coil two made it go down and come back to rest. Then coil one made it go back. So they alternated back and forth. You had to use a dual voice coil speaker, and each output was only half of the signal. It's also why the amp was so darn efficient. It, right. So right, right, right. It, it was a really unique I design. Mean, uh, installers in the field, even after you explain to them how to use it, would sometimes just look at you and go, now say what? <laughs> and so <laughs> we did, if I remember right, we actually uh, made a thousand of those amplifiers. And when they were done, they were done. We just limited okay. that run to a thousand pieces and they were done. So, you know, you, you ask about this woofer coming out. I, I guess what I can say tonight in the show is, there is a line of high output subwoofers coming called L7X. They're gonna be part of the Solo X family. Um, anyone who has an idea of the kicker history and knows the products we have made in the past, if we got big, big subwoofers, we're probably gonna need big, big amplifiers. That, I, that's where I was yes. getting at earlier, so that's all awesome. Hey, uh, Kip, um, I just wanna say thank you for coming on today. Uh, you've been a great guest. Yes, sir. Um, uh, we we're going to talk about our show coming up. Did you happen to go see our show at um, at uh, Slamology, where I was out there in the back? And unfortunately, during Slamology, we were there. We sponsored the event. Right. Uh, we actually worked with Steve Barber and Hammy Sterner from uh, Shitting on Them. Yep. And hey, look at hey, show him, show him, Lucky. He acts that. See that right above his eye there? That says oh, Shitting yeah, yeah, on Them. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see. I do now. Okay. <laughs> so they actually, they took an L7X and had it in their booth. We also yeah. worked with uh, uh, Drew Jones over at Baseholic Productions. He had some stuff. We actually did an L7X giveaway with those two guys in their booth. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, at that time, our company was still underneath the things where we weren't right. allowing any people to travel outside of the state of Oklahoma to go to events. It's starting to loosen up. I'm hoping it keeps going that way. Uh, there's a lot of people freaking out about this Delta variant. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I drink COVID for breakfast, so I'm not worried about it. <laughs> hey, you were just like me, right? We're in, uh, we were at CES in, two, in 2020, right? 2019, 2020, end of the year. And um, the last time I heard, I think they had 30,000 people at that CES from Wuhan. That's so, when I got it. Come on. Okay, I, it's funny you bring that up. And this is, this is I can't prove it and I can't disprove it, but this is what I'm going to tell you. I went to SEMA before all of this popped. 
So we're okay. talking October time frame. I was at yep. SEMA. You know, January, they started getting the sifting this into the media, then it was full blown, mm -hmm. we gotta shut the world down in March. But I came back from SEMA and I was sick for about eight weeks. And I went back to, okay, and I went back to my doctor every time and he said, the doctor, so at this time that I'm going to the doctor, there was no COVID test. I, so right. it's just going to the doctor and the doctor's like, man, he says, you just got a real bad case. You know, either it's, you know, it's bronchitis or you got a sinus infection. He said, there's yeah. something going on. So here, take this and snort this and, you know, call me back. <laughs> I go back and forth to my doctor, and I'm not exaggerating. I was on four different antibiotics. Oh, yeah. Nothing, nothing touched it. I just sit at home, and I just felt like blah all the time. Yes. And after about eight weeks, I just felt better, and I went back along to my life. And even there in that eight weeks, I just lived my life as I was because it wasn't going to stop. So I can't prove or disprove it, yep. but I'm pretty sure I came out of SEMA, and I got something so, that's that. So to, to co-sign that, there's me <laughs> and probably 10 other guys in our circle down here they came back that same time frame, and we were all sick as well. So we're, we're you know, and then I just ended up getting it, um, I don't know, uh, maybe a couple months ago or whatever. But, you know, it, it was just like a, a, a flu type thing. Um, I only got exactly. tested. I only got tested because my wife did, and she had it. So I was like, well, shit, I'll test for it too. And I tested positive. Um, so tell yeah. Kip about what you, because uh, you lost your taste. Tell him what you did. Oh, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> so one awesome. morning... So one morning I wake up and I go to start cooking, you know, and uh, I'm making some eggs and it doesn't even dawn on me at first. Like I'm making breakfast and then I'm kind of like, I don't even smell this, what I'm cooking, you know, normally the whole house, you know, you can smell the, the food in the house. I'm making that. And uh, I grab some toast and I don't smell the toast. I'm like, what the hell? And I'd heard people losing their smell and their taste. So then it finally dawns on me. I go, you gotta be shitting me. Don't tell me I lost my smell, my taste. So I take a bite of my, of my breakfast, right? And I don't taste nothing at all. I just, I just have the texture, but I have no taste at all. Wow. So what I did is I grabbed a, um, this is going to sound very disgusting. Um, so what I did is I grabbed a, a piece of toast and I put mayonnaise on it and I flooded it with Tapatio hot sauce. And I do mean flooded it. In other words, when I picked it up, the shit was just pouring out of the bottom, right? And I just took that whole piece of bread, shoved it in my mouth, and I was chewing. And I didn't even break a sweat. My eyes didn't water. I didn't taste anything. And I'm in just total disbelief. I'm like, this just can't, this can't even happen. I figured even though I couldn't smell it or taste it, I'm going to be pouring sweat, eyes watering. There was sure. nothing. So I grabbed another one. I did the same thing, and I ate it and nothing. So I called my, my wife and my kids, and I go, watch this. And I did it again, and they're just like, what the hell? And I go... I lost everything. I can't smell or taste anything, but I'll yeah. tell you what, it was terrible because I'll tell you this, when you're hungry and you're craving food, you that taste and the smell and there's nothing there, you just feel totally unsatisfied. So every time it was almost like I didn't even have the craving to eat sometimes because I just had no smell or taste. And then when I would eat, there was nothing there. So it sucked. Yeah. You know, when it comes to eating, a lot of times people forget that eating is actually, uh, it can encompass four primary senses. You know, not just how it tastes is what you enjoy, but how it looks, 
You right. get a visual excitement from that. You know, you, how it smells, you get mm -hmm. a visual excitement from that. And the, like the sound, like when you hear a steak on a grill, you you're, you can start yeah. watering just because yes. you can oh, yeah. hear that steak on the yeah. grill. Mm -hmm. So, when, you know, when we eat, it's really an ex exploration of all those different senses. So when you lose a couple of the primary ones, it's like, I'm cheated. What happened here? Yeah, yeah you watch a dog, you start pouring dog food, you see your dog start salivating, you know what I mean? They're getting all excited, you know? We're the same yeah. way. We see a steak getting made. It's like, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be on. You uh, know, exactly. there's a few, few times my wife went out and got some steaks and other other things that I was just so excited about. And I would literally, she'd come in the house and I'm just like, I'm not even gonna be able to taste this. <laughs> <laughs> not even be able to taste this. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's so awesome. so I'm gonna I'm gonna give Dave Bradshaw his question. He better be getting you a sandwich, Lucky. So he is, he's actually and they're making it right now. All right, he better be. Okay, so he's asking about this Mohawk sub. I am not familiar with that sub. Well, Mohawk, I, I'll try to give you the, the long story short. Mohawk was a line of subwoofers that Kicker came out with back in 19, uh, it was late 80s. It had about a three, four year run. I think they were discontinued in 93 or 94, if I remember right. Might have been 95. So if, I get, if, I, it's, it's, if I'm a little gray, forgive me, but they only had about a four or five year run. And they were a smaller voice coil, very efficient, smaller driver. And you have to remember that back in you know the 80s, 80s even through the early 90s, big power was a couple hundred watts. Like if you yes. had 200 watts, that was huge yeah. power. Yes. Yep. Yeah. It was very common whether it was you know PPI or Rockford or Kicker or Acoustic or pick any of the brands were hot in that day. You yep. know 65 to 150 watts on a subwoofer was huge power. It really oh, yeah. was. Yep. And so this line of speakers that Kicker developed was meant to be a, a, for the guy who couldn't afford Kicker comps, but he wanted to buy into the, something from Kickers. He liked the company or the way it sounded or whatever. And so Mohawk was a lower powered version of a Kicker comp. And I'm here to tell you, I sold them at retail. I built boxes for them. They sounded great. Put 65 to 100 watts of power on them, man, all day long. Those things were just awesome. They were very efficient. And back in that day, there were loud cars back in the day. The guys who were doing loud cars back then knew that their friend was efficiency, efficient yep. drivers, efficient box designs. Today, people are kind of spoiled because they can build all these small <laughs> boxes and they just force the woofer to do what they want because they got all this power yep. on tap. But you got to remember, there was a time when there wasn't all this power available. You know, a couple of yep. watts, you were king of the mountain. You got 500 watts. Oh, boy, you the big yeah. dog. Yeah. So, you know, Mohawk lived in that generation. And then when they discontinued the line, which would have been, I want to say it was 94, 95. Um, bigger amplifiers are starting to become part of the scene. Larger power is starting to come up. Things are kind of going that direction with bigger coil, bigger motor, longer stroke. And so at that time, Kicker just shelved the name and quit making that driver. And what replaced Mohawk then was a line that I know a lot of people out there know. It's called Impulse. And Impulse was bigger speaker, bigger coil, longer throw. Impulse really kind of became what the old competition driver was. And then the comp and the comp VR went beyond what the original Kicker comp was and became that. So it kind of the Impulse kind of slid in, took the place of the comp, and then comp and comp VR took off and went up from there. So it was kind of the, the bell of when things started changing. We went to a bigger coil, longer throw subwoofers. Now, ironically, our, uh, uh, let me get my facts right here, our Malaysian distributor, uh, they are actually, they actually have a manufacturing facility and they make products as well. And we actually license the Mo. You can buy a Mohawk speaker today, but only outside the United States of America. We actually license the name Mohawk to them. And so you can still buy a Mohawk driver. It's not the same Mohawk driver as it was from 1994. It's a completely right. different animal. Uh, so the name still exists, just not here in the U.S. Okay. All right. Well, uh, once again, hey, I want to thank you a lot, Kip. I mean, tons of tons of information. Right. Um, we love your studio, by the way. Uh, thank you. So, Beautiful. Um, Beautiful. 
So where can people see, because he does a podcast also, so where can they catch your podcast, Kip? They can catch us if they want to. We do a live show. It's every Tuesday night, 7.30 Central Time. Uh, we try to stay strictly to a 90-minute window, so we try to kick it off at 7.30 and wrap it up at 9 o'clock. Sometimes we're a few minutes early, sometimes we're a few minutes late, but that's our window. We have guests in, we do demos, we do tests of product, we release all the new information on Kicker products. You're going to get the first taste of that on Kicker Unmasked Live Weekly. That's the name of the show. So every Tuesday night, 7.30 Central Time, you can join us on our YouTube channel or our Facebook channel. And of course, one of our big, uh, he's a huge Kicker fan, I gotta give a shout out to him, is Andy, uh, Andy McGill, and he runs a channel called Living Loud with Andy. He also runs the uh, Kicker Fan Club on Facebook. Great guy, very knowledgeable. He'll help anybody with any problems. It doesn't matter what brand of gear it is. Andy is a true dyed-in-the-wool, uh, genuine guy who just happens to love car audio. Uh, we also stream over his feed as well. So on Tuesdays, it's available on at least three feeds that we know of. Uh, our Facebook, our YouTube, and it comes through Andy McGill's uh, Living Loud and Face Kicker Facebook channels as well. So there's a few places you can catch it. Uh, right. Subscribe. It's been a great show for us. If you've never seen it, come join us. Uh, we're in a habit of giving away gifts and doing drawings in the month or during the month, some big prizes. We just gave away. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's already been won, but uh, you know, talk about names from the past. Mark Eldridge, uh, oh, who's yeah. just over here in Bixby, Oklahoma, mm -hmm. he runs a school over there called Mobile Soundstage Engineering for guys. It's about sound quality and designing a car for staging and imaging and tonality and all those things that you want in a car. And he runs a class, and we actually did a month-long uh, entry for a drawing. And the guy who won that's actually from California, and he's coming in. So he's going to get to go to a two-day class over there in Bixby, Oklahoma. He's going to come over here and get a tour of Kicker. He's going to be on the live show on August. See, I'd be the 23rd or 24th. I could have the dates wrong, but it's that Tuesday right after the weekend of the 21st, 22nd. So it is the 24th. And so that's a $1,500 prize package. That's just one nice. of many types of prizes that we do drawings for on the show. So if you're into car audio, uh, if you're into seeing demos, if you're into seeing how much power can this wire actually handle versus this other <laughs> wire, all sorts of stuff like that we do on the Unmasked Live show. So, so come check it out. It, it's a good time. We have a good time doing it. Awesome. All right. Awesome. Sounds great. Um, but anyway, I'd like to thank you for coming in again. Everybody like My and pleasure. share. Thank you. Go ahead and check out uh, Kip's stuff. Um, we're going to try and bring on more manufacturers like this. And obviously, it's Kicker, so you can go just about to any reputable retail store and pick up that product if that's what you guys are into. All right, Kip. Uh, lucky you're probably going to have to kick him because it's okay. going to be easier that way. All right. Thanks a lot, Kip. I'll uh, text you or whatever. And, uh, um, uh, but once again, thank you for coming in. Thank right. you. Have a good night, gentlemen. I appreciate it. All right. Let me see. Now I'm going to go back here. There we go. There we are. Okay. Hey, Lucky. Hey, hey. so he was a great guest, I will have yes. to say. That um, was awesome. Full of information, dude, nonstop. Yes. And, and I learned quite a bit from that. So, yeah, that was that was really, really cool. Real that cool was cool. Now, now we're uh, running up on 50 minutes already. So, but let's talk about the sky high. I know. I'm so bummed. I know. I can't get into details. I will just say yes. this. I was very, very, everybody knows this. I was very, very excited to go to that. I was just so pumped up. I was so excited that there was actually going to be, you know, a show within a show, the DB Drag Show, yeah. plus the 3X Show, plus, you know, the the Rad Sky High Show. Yeah. Um, I was just in a position, uh, I, I popped Amplifier, and I it just, it frustrated me. I was so happy to go to this show, and I wasn't able to compete. Um, and just my energy, I didn't want to put my energy and ruin anybody else's time. So that's where I was at with it. I was hot, I was tired, 
Uh, my son was skateboarding around. He was yep. having a blast. He was skating up and down the road with a bunch of kids and he was having a good time. And, you know, I'm, it's just real unfortunate. I'm really sorry to everybody there. Cause I heard that there was, uh, I heard that there was somebody that came to stomp my ass in, uh, in my yep. class. So, you know, it, it's such a bummer, man. That would have been, I, I of course I want to win, but mm -hmm. if I lose it, I lose. And that would have been awesome. Cause I kind of caught wind of the story. Uh, I'll, let, I'll let you tell it. And yeah. I think it would have been awesome to have that happen, man. Go yeah. ahead. Tell no. So, so Ricky comes in, he, uh, he burps like a 153 or 154.1 or something. Pretty low number for him. And he goes, he goes, so where's lucky at? <laughs> I said, well, lucky had some, some issue. I mean, you Ray Maestas, um, Anthony Caps, Anthony Caps, um, uh, Josh Tattoo, Josh Tattoo. Uh, um, um, I mean, shoot, they, they, the, I think there was five or six people that post online. You know, yeah. hey, we had problems, blah blah blah. Um, so anyway, so then he goes, man, I wish Lucky was here. One sixty point something <laughs> would have stomped a mud hole in my ass. Yeah, but you know what though? I mean, that's awesome because I mean, when somebody's gunning for you, you're doing something right, right? You know, that's what so, they say. Yeah, so that that I'm flattered by that, man. But uh, I think that would have been funny. It would have been yep. really, really cool. Um, oh, so yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, so um, and part congratulations of to him. Congratulations. Oh yeah, to him no, he did a that. great number. I mean, that's not his best ever, but it. I mean, he definitely. I mean, there, it's a purpose-built vehicle, and it is gets yeah. loud. Um, Dude, I'd have laughed so hard. Go ahead, but I would have <laughs> laughed so hard. That'd have been awesome, man. It would have been. I mean, that that's part of the that's part of the yeah. things, you know. So, um, what's his name? Uh, Brian Irwin. Brian yep. Irwin showed up at that show, right? Wow. So wow. he could just get in one class, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he's like, "Yeah, I guess I'm doing base race too." Well, uh, I guess I'm doing top dog. So all of a sudden, so, so here, here's what it was is, so we had, uh, six people in top dog. I hustled up or five people hustled up a couple people. We had, we, now we have five people in top dog or yeah, we had five. I got it to seven. I go, if I get one more person in this, which will make eight people, I'll pay $80 to the winner. And, right. uh, what's his that name? would have been, that would have been me. It would have been. Would have been me. I had Brian send me the message. But the if you would have been there, it would have been nine. If you if you would have been there, then I would have said, hey, if we would have got nine, it would have been a hundred bucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Brian Irwin said, I'm so, some the effect. I could I could have it wrong, but some the effect of like we, you know, where were you or we missed you that night. Yep. You know, he sent me a picture of the scoreboard, and I was just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, it, I was so bummed. I pull up, you know, and I see Steve Mead, John Robbie, Bobby Gately, like. John, uh, John Apolli. I mean, you name them. I mean, they were right. all there, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it's just like uh, Hammy Sterner, uh, Steve Barber, Marissa, whole... Stephen, uh, O'Brien. Right. Um, I mean, John it was Robbie. The... I mean, it's just, yeah, it was the works, man. It was the works. And I just, like I said, it, it definitely was the best choice for me. I was not in my right frame of mind to be around people. I'm not trying to bring nobody down. I want them to enjoy their time, but boy, it, I'm, just so disappointed i wish i could have just toughened it up and just said screw it left my <laughs> truck alone and and went and mingled but yeah. it, it is what it is um there's going to be next year and i'm sure it's going to be even it's already a big event but it's yep. going to be even bigger you know um I, I heard the show was a great success 
So obviously next year, what's that mean? It's going to be even better, you know? So yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, John and I had a good talk at the show and, um, you know, things are well, way better between us. I, I feel, um, I hope John feels the same way. And, uh, with that being said, uh, yeah, we, I do see more in the future, uh, collaboration with us. Um, so I will say, so I'm sitting in there. Irwin's doing his top dog. He goes, dude, look at my box. I look in his box. He shattered his uh, basket on one of his subs. Oh, just destroyed, wow. and it's no, just dangling. Crack, it was no, it was it was just dangling by just by the coil itself. Like the tinsel wow. lead was the only thing keeping the basket within the box. Wow. He just he just destroyed that box or the wow. uh, the single subwoofer basket. Just gone. Wow. He's like, dude, check that out. And then he ends up winning the top dog. With the shattered basket. With the shattered basket. Wait, hold on. You, who is this you said it was? Brian Irwin. Brian Irwin. Okay, I was going to say, because that's who. So, wow. Wow. Hey, my hat's off to him, man. Yep. And that's good. You know, uh, it's good to see the, the older guys come back out, man. Yep. I haven't seen him in a minute, so yep. that, that's good stuff, dude. Yep. Uh, hopefully Moses is still watching. He was watching earlier. But so let's go to uh, base race. So. Um, in base race, uh, Carlos uh, down to pound. Okay. A uh, little white Honda car. Uh, yep. So he pulls in. He wins his class. He goes, dude, I'm undefeated against the boss. I got this. No, yeah. he don't. He hey. got beat by the boss. Hey, you know, like I say, I tell everybody, that's why I love Top Dog and Base Race, because you right. can be the baddest motherfucker this time. And the next show, you can just flop. Oh, jo- you know? Joseph said, Joe, uh Joe uh, Reiney said he sent you a picture of the broken sub. Oh, okay. I'll have to check that out. So My phone's been blowing up all day, and I've been working, and <laughs> I got home, and I ate, and then boom, had to jump on the podcast. So yeah. I haven't really been able to so, dig up in there. So Moses is still in here. So Carlos, I, I uh, to be honest, oh, you know what? It was Manny's vehicle, Lord of Base Manny. I okay, got gotcha, you. Yeah. Dude, smooth, easy. He said, hey, my base knob's messed up. And, you know, that's, that's why it's screwed up. 9.9 tie <laughs> 9. 9.9 tie again 9.9 to 9.8 winner the boss yeah right so yeah yeah you know base knobs kind of screwed up yeah so. but it worked uh, perfect for you <laughs> <laughs> so i heard also um that ronda lizo was out there i heard that yes. um let's see uh ronda lizo from team ssc um who else was it uh was it Manny from SSC? I think there was a couple. No, there was only guys. one SSC competitor. Now there, there were a few guys there from SSC, but only one guy jumped in the lane. Okay, and, and oh, that was Joseph. Oh no, two, two. Yes, that's right. There was SSC Joe also. Yeah, Joe, and then who else was competing? Did Ron compete? Ron, or? Ron actually competed. He did He's compete. Getting his points for World Finals. Yep. Nice. Okay, and uh, yeah, what what? Um, I think Joe did. Uh, Pro stock 1K? Yeah, I think it was 1K. I think Pro stock right. 1K, yep. okay. And uh, what, what, what did... What, got it right what, here, as a matter of fact. What class did... I, I haven't seen any of those guys in, in quite a while. So, I've seen so Joe, Ron actually. So Ron just had his points getter. Um, yeah. His, his points chaser. Um, let's see, we had Sendit Clara versus DC Joe. Travis Cerna. Now, that's a guy that's used to compete a long time ago, and he's back doing it. Um, Travis Cerna. Travis Cerna. That's what Travis Cerna is with. Um, um, not mob scalers. Um, Travis Cerna is uh, visual distortion. Okay. 
And then you have DB Life Isaiah who would have stomped him, but he right out the gate freaking bust out of his uh, out 5K of class. <laughs> like he did 5,400 with his first note. Uh, we had <laughs> Team Willis there. Uh, Moses Martinez versus DC Josh. Uh, I mean, that was a good run. It was uh, 49 point something to 150. So, I mean, it was right there. I mean, they were head up. Uh, Team SSC Joe was in Street Stock 1K, and he ended up beating Manny. Uh, he did a 43.7, and Manny did a 42.9. Okay. So, um, let's see. Uh, Greg showed up, Greg Colon. He drove all – he got his truck there on time, which is something new for him. So. Yeah, because last time it took him, what, like an hour to get ready for that death yeah. match? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, something like that. Ray got him on that one, right? Ray won that one? Yes, Ray did. Yeah, Ray beat him on that one. That's right. Yep, 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 yep. yep. So, anyway, so uh, that's what we had. And let's see here. In the base race, I'm trying to see who won. Okay, 39-9 base race. Oh, Isaiah. Isaiah won the 39-9 base race. But, Isaiah, DB Life? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Congratulations. Nice job. Nice. Um, so, he did that. And uh, Moses got second to him. And uh, so... Um, Isaiah's like, dude, I don't even have the ten bucks. I ain't going to beat the boss. I said, come <laughs> on, dude, it's ten bucks. Somebody 10 bucks. even offered to give him the ten bucks. Right. Um, but he opted out. I said, okay, I need to borrow your vehicle. He goes, no problem. I go, what do I have to do? He goes, turn the base knob. And <laughs> so I did that. And yeah. so I'm sitting there, sitting there. I'm floating. So so Moses Martinez was number two. And I go, you know what? Actually, Dave Bradshaw says, hey, why don't you give Moses a shot? I said, you know what? Sure, I will. Moses, do you want a <laughs> shot at the boss? You know, I'm already I'm one one for uh one for one today. And he goes, No, I got this. <laughs> and uh, so he him and I are going, going, going at it. I'm watching, watching. There's two seconds left, and I just just touch the knob and yeah. went over. Uh, and busted out one forty. Moses uh, Martinez got a win against the boss. Um it's uh, how, it, how the cookie crumbles sometimes. Hey, you can't always win, right? That's right. That's <laughs> why I love top dog and base race. Yep. So so Moses ended up winning that. Um, let's see here. Top dog. Oh, we had the bagger beats. If you guys didn't see that, uh, Chris Cagle with his motorcycle again, which I'm sure okay. he's seen that before. So he's getting yep. better. Uh, he's gone up about three points on his uh, – went from 113 to 116. So he's doing a lot better. Uh, Cyclone, we only had five people. And um, we only had one person in um, freestyle, and that was wow. Moses Martinez. <laughs> well, you know he's going to do every class. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, so uh, – but afterwards, I'd be like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. What, what's freestyle? And I had <laughs> people, and I told them, hey, you know, this is um, – uh, you know, this is what it is. And I explained it, and they're like, dude. I would have did that. So, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so, hey, maybe next time, right? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. We had a we had a new guy show up there. Um, let me go to back forward. And he did Top Dog. And his name was – oh, Damon Tool. Okay. And he did Super Street X because he had a, a – just he just had a sheet of plywood on his whole ceiling. So that put him Super Street X, obviously. And he did a, like a 150.6 or something. First okay. time ever do a base comp. That's a good number for a first time. Oh, yeah. 
dude, we love and that. That's what that's what everybody's fighting for in the beginning. Yeah, everybody's fight. If I hit that fifty, I just got to get that fifty. I'll never forget when I hit my first fifty. Yep. And no, I don't think anybody will ever forget that. That's the first big number. Right. That you know? that that's like your benchmark, right? That's, yeah. Hey, like, I'm starting to get loud. You get a decal when you hit that fifty. That's you know right. what I mean? Like I was dying to get one of those decals. So yeah. Okay, so oh, Brandy just Brandy's sitting here in here. She asked me to uh, explain um, freestyle. So freestyle, uh, we give you a globe, uh, sorry, a sphere, and you can and the mic goes in the sphere, and it's four inches, so you can go anywhere you want in front of the B pillar, and you can stick that down on your floorboard, on your seat, whatever you want, but it has the microphone in it. Or we can do it legal, which is on the dash, the same as DB Drag. You can have your doors, your windows open, whatever you want. It's freestyle. Just do whatever you want. You do one run for 30 seconds. It's peak SPL. Then you get, I don't know, a one-minute break, and then you run a second run. But that's all you do for the day. It's really geared towards the people that just, hey, I want to see how loud I am, or I want to just try something a little different. And we always offer trophies for that for each, you know, first through third in every class also. So, right. So that that's uh pretty much what freestyle is. Um, if you guys are interested, just let me know at the show and we will get you in there. Um, now Dave, you miss Dave. Dave, is that Team Send It, Dave? That would be the uh, same Team Send It, Dave. Okay, okay, I know you're talking about. Go ahead. Um, so Stefan comes in there, and he's like, Dave, you gotta sit on the hood of my car. I'm gonna get loud with this thing. And Dave sits in it. His fat ass falls right through the window. I saw a picture of that posted. <laughs> I saw a picture of that. Yeah. I mean, uh, Stefan and Dave like to say it was the base that broke the window, but I was there. Yeah. It was the, a big ass. The, the window didn't go out. <laughs> it went in. It went in. Yeah, that's that's the tell. That's the tall tale right there, bro. Your base would have made it go that way, you know. <laughs> Yeah, he's got his ass cheeks dented right into the window. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so, I mean, but you know what? He did a good number. Uh, still, I think he did a 155.7, and then he came back, and obviously his window wasn't doing him any favors. He only, <laughs> a, he only did a 155 his second run, so, you know, he did hella good. He did, I was really yeah. happy. Uh, Sky High Barbecue, they fed a lot of people a lot of food. We had sodas yeah. and, and waters going left and right out of there. Um, I know John uh, said to, hey, man, don't worry about it. We're going to clean up afterwards. But I really want I to. I saw a post, dude. Okay, that so, but up and shit. I, I want to tell you, I want to say thank you to the DB Drag guys because I walked through our area when it was said and done. Now, I wasn't where everybody was, but at least in the DB Drag area where everybody was hanging out, Dude, I picked up four water bottles. That was it in the yeah. whole area. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, that place was clean. So I want to thank the DB Draggers. You guys did. Um, you guys did a great job. I mean, I really appreciate. You know, I, I tell you guys almost every show. Hey, man, I know that's not your trash. Whatever. I don't care if it's yours. I don't it care don't if it's matter. Just pick it up it, and throw it, it don't away. Exactly. It it's don't matter respect. if it's yours or not. It's respect. You know, pick up your shit, you know, and, and, and if it's not yours, pick it up still. Yep. That's the same thing with Brian Nyman's, you know, people are leaving junk everywhere. This is something we all come together and do. And if people do stuff like that and leave trash everywhere and fuck the place up, yeah. nobody's going to want to do shows there no more, you know? So have some common sense and some respect and pick up after yourselves and, and after others, if they're not going to be respectful enough to do it. So, and, and like I say, uh, the DB Drag guys, 
you guys did an awesome job. I walked around behind us, and I mean, like I said, four water balls extra. That's it. I mean, not a big deal, right? I mean, right. I, that was awesome. Uh, I cleaned them up. John told me, hey, don't worry about them, blah, blah. I, just like I, I would never do ask you guys to do something I wouldn't do. I walked around right. and cleaned up the park right. a lot myself, right? Right. Um, right. So I really appreciate you guys. Uh, DJ IQ was out there again. Uh, Stefan, dude, that guy gets down on the music. Um, I mean, Rosa's in here. Uh, Moses Martinez's wife. Uh, dude, she was having a great time there. She, was she always does. Oh yeah, she always does. does yeah, <laughs> they, they get a, and that's that's what's needed at the shows. It's awesome when people just, you know, let loose, man, cut yeah. loose, and just have fun. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So she was out there dancing to DJ IQ doing everything. Um, you know, we did a little raffle for him. He made it, you know, kind of try and raise some money for him coming out. Like I said, he he did a uh, he did a great job. You know, you know, I mean, he he plays yeah. a little. You know, uh, who who's who showed up late? Oh, somebody lost, and he and he gave the wah, 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 wah. yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, there yeah. he was. I think he was doing that at the other Reno show as well at uh, Baldini's. I yeah. think he was doing the same thing, and he was clowning on people and you know yep. messing around with people. So yeah, that's awesome. No, and he's a really cool dude. Um, you know, if you want some bass re, um, some music rebased or, uh, you know, just interested in what he's producing. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, talk to the guy. He's really cool, and he's willing to share. And um, you know, he, he'll get it to you. And like I said, so he he actually can rebase music for you guys if that's what you need, or some of his original stuff. You know, just like um, uh, Sipe Morrison, right? Um, he's right. not he's not a rapper like Sipe, but he is producing his own music and whatnot. Right. And it and he is doing it for the basshead community and for dancing and whatnot. Awesome. So, Awesome. You know, yep. Anybody that supports us, I love to try and help support them too. Right? Absolutely, support those support you. That's right. So that's a big for sure. Deal. So yep. let's go real quick. I want to go because we are already at a minute twelve. Uh, let's talk about the shows coming up right now. So uh, this weekend, I've got in Wisconsin. Um, I got three uh, X in Wisconsin, uh, Saskatoon. Saskatoon's got two shows this weekend, one on Friday, one on Saturday. Those are going to be run by Ray Choi up there, I'm sure. Ray uh, Choi, what's yeah. up? Uh, once again, this Russellville, Kentucky, man, they're on there a lot. Uh, Romania, uh, let's see. Uh, Russellville, Kentucky's going to have a 2X on Sa Sunday. Oh, it looks like it's three days in a row up in Saskatoon. So they're Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three days of shows. Man, they're trying to get their points to go to World Finals, I see. Um, <laughs> and then on the – oh, also this weekend, I can't remember if it's Saturday or Sunday, but I'm pretty sure it's Saturday. They're having the IASCA again, uh, which is Battle of the Bay, I believe, and it's sponsored by um, Fat Boys Car Audio. Uh, once again – Shout out to Fat Boys Car Stereo, man. Them guys yeah. are always the whole Ramos family, man. They always support every show. They, man, big, yep. big salute to them right there. Yep, yep, yep. So it, it's their event they're putting on. They're putting it on as part of a car show and a car hop. So we definitely have that going on. That's coming up this, I believe it's this Saturday. I, I'm not 100% sure. You can hit Ray Pimley up. Uh, he's got the good size trophies because they are paying for the. Uh, you know, they're having it as a 2X event, so he's stepping up his game in trophies also, which is cool. 
you know. Um, then on the 7th of August, we got Fernley, Nevada, 2X. That's going to be a drag race and drifting uh, thing, kind of in conjunction with um, Hot August Nights. So if you're into cars, dude, that's the place to be uh, during that weekend. Um, you know, absolutely great place uh, for cars and car uh, and cars. And remember, hey, so we're going to be there at an event that doesn't typically have car audio. So if somebody wants to come see yourself, your stuff, I don't care if you only hit a 141. Give them a demo and explain because you have a passion for what you do and your passion is contagious. They will absolutely love whatever you love about your system. I promise you that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. I just seen the message right now of uh, Brian Irwin's basket. Let me see. Okay. And yeah, that thing is shattered. <laughs> oh my God. That's insane, dude. Like completely disassembled. Johnny number five out the window right there. Yeah. Wow. So uh, let's see. Then in New Zealand, we have a 2X. Oh, so guess what? So uh, next week on Monday the 2nd, I am going to invite the head judge for New Zealand. He's going to come in. Or I'm sorry. Yeah. On the 2nd, we're going to invite the New Zealand he head judge and come in and talk about his event on the 2nd. Awesome. So we'll awesome. have uh, some international people. Fresno, the Friday the 13th. Talking about big money, up to $600 giveaway. $5 a DB show right there. $5 a DB for the death match. Nice. Yep, yep, yep. So Jay's Alarms. Jay's Alarms, Friday the 13th. Um, then we have North Carolina 3X. We have Grapevine, Texas uh, 1X. That Whenever you see Grapevine, Texas up there, just so you guys know, that is at Crossfire Car Audio. They're really getting into hosting events again. And so remember, uh, we're going to have tons of, you know, tons of stuff going on with uh, Crossfire. And uh, Jeffrey Fernandez is running that, obviously. One of my, Jeffrey. Yeah, one, one of my favorite judges. He, he does a really good job. Uh, let's see. We got Russia on the 14th. We got Czech Republic on the 14th. More Canada on the 15th. Uh, Alabama, Texas, Russia, and Czech Republic on the 21st of August. Then on the 22nd, we have a 3X in Oklahoma, a 3X in Oregon. You know which one that one might be, right? I think Surf City. That would be correct. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't so, wait. So uh, we'll get um, uh, his wife's Heather. What's his name again for Surf City? Heather and Z? No, wait, wait. The, the guy who runs Surf City. Oh, Scott McCray? Scott McCray, yes. So we'll get Scott on here. Uh, coming up on the probably on the 16th to talk about his upcoming event let you guys know anything that might have changed whatever Scott McCray is awesome dude do we like we like Scott Scott um, McCray is awesome dude yes and then on the 28th we're going to be back in Sparks Nevada at Baldini's again for our final show in Sparks of the year uh, along with Texas and Alberta Canada again there's a 3x on Sunday the 29th in Madrid Spain and there's a 1x in Alberta Canada so that's what we got going on as far as upcoming shows. There's also going to be most likely Stockton Beatdown. If not, there's going to be a 3X at the uh, end of the season. If it isn't going to be Stockton Beatdown, we're gonna, it'll be the West Coast finale. Um, and 
I've been in talks with uh, Dave Bradshaw and Team Send It. They're talking about either doing a 2X or a 3X up there in uh, Sacramento at Lunsford Customs. Nice. So nice. those are the events. Oh, also, I do want to let people know. Remember, you can if you're already a member of DB Drag, you can go online and register that you're going to the show. Whether you go to the show or not doesn't matter. But if you register, you get a bonus point. Now, if, if you, you go, if you know, you get your bonus point right away, but no. it gets taken away if the show if happens go. and you don't go. Correct. Correct. So Correct. it's a way to get your bonus points. Um, and anybody that says, hey, there's not enough points. Moses Martinez just started. What? Last week. Three months ago, <laughs> He's probably two already months got ago. like 75 points. Dude, he has 69 <laughs> points. Right. There's no excuse, dude. There's been now 30 shows. Is it 30 shows since it was announced at World Finals win a beer? Yeah, we're, we're over that. We're um, over 30 now? Yeah, we're over 30. Yeah, no excuses. Yep. Uh, hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Moses. Don't Martinez talk about it. Be about it. Yep. Uh, let me see. Where's Moses Martinez on here? Oh, there he is. All right. So check this out. So Moses just started, right? He's got 61 points in DB drag. He's got 50 <laughs> points in base race. He's got 55 in Cyclone and 24 in Top Dog. And he so hasn't been doing well in Top Dog. And he's so still 26 got more points. So 26 more points and he's golden in Top Dog. Yep. Uh, or was it? Ba yeah. And yep. then he's already, what did you say it was? He's already DB? good in Cyclone. Yeah, good in Cyclone. He's, yep. he's 39 points away on DB. And just started. So that's what I'm started. saying. Yep. There are no excuses. There are none. Yep. You know, that's the same as me. When I first started competing, I think I was only competing for a few months and I made it to finals in every class that I was participating in. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, oh, uh, Moses was asking if you made the list out there for, um, uh, for surf city. Uh, now to make that list, Moses, you need to go to their website and you need to register. I haven't done it, but lucky absolutely has. And, uh, once you register, then you'll make the list. Yeah, so uh, you got to get on that too. And uh, if, so here's the thing, man, you got to get on a room like now. Because um, I know when I booked my room, they were scarce. I mean, them rooms, them rooms go, they go quick. There's people that go out there, they'll, they'll go this year and they'll book their rooms for next year already. Yep. So uh, good luck finding a room. They're going to be <laughs> pricey. If, if you waited this long, they're going to be pricey. But I will say this, I don't know who you plan on taking with you. But all the base heads out there got love and I've never heard of anybody having to sleep in their car unless it was their choice. I mean, people just offer, you know what I mean? Hey, oh, you're good. Yeah, Moses says sleep. he's already got a room. Awesome. Um, how far away from the show are you? Hopefully not like me, two and a half hours, the opposite direction. <laughs> My first year going there, we won't get into that story right now. <laughs> oh my God. That year was nuts anyway, but yeah, hopefully, uh, yeah. Hopefully you're uh, close to the show. Yeah, but you're so, gonna have a. So I mean, a that's blast, another dude. that's another three X where he's gonna get whatever yeah. points from another three X, right? Right. And then he's got the Reno two X coming up. So I yep. mean, dude, he's gonna be well into. He's golden. Yeah. He'll be there. He'll make it. Yeah, he'll make it for sure. Uh, Moses says it's about two to three minutes away. Yeah. Right there at the casino, he said, is where his room is. At the casino. That's that's what that's he says. The that's the show. I know. So, so two, three minutes, what did you say? Two, three minutes away. Yep. Okay. So he's being sarcastic. So in other words, he's at the show. Okay, cool. Yeah. I don't know how he pulled that off, man, because when I got my room uh, on the beach, 
there they told me there was only like one more of the they call them a no view room it's like basically mm -hmm. just a bed yeah. and a <laughs> little tiny window to see the parking lot and that's it you know so he lucked out man he really lucked out but i'm glad super stoked because uh his energy him and his lady like yeah it's on a cracking can't wait all right guys um i want to thank lucky again i want to thank uh kip kicker kip, kip. Kicker Kip did a great job. I uh, great information. Um, yeah. I do know I've been talking to the guys over at Digital Designs about coming on here. I want to talk to somebody at Rockford. So that's another thing when we don't have shows and the show season slows down a little bit, we're going to have more and more people uh, like that coming on yeah. this week in Car Audio. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but anyway, guys, uh, any final thoughts, Lucky? Yeah, uh, make sure you go to lotsofwatts.com. I finally got the uh, double insulated tumblers in, the 32-ounce. Um, they got the pop-back lids. Um, these things are uh, they're awesome. They hold cold water, uh, ice, and everything, 24 hours. Heat. They're good, man. They're 40 bucks on the site, plus tax and shipping. Uh, these things are cool. I love them. Every show you go to, you always see somebody walking around. Even uh, Kicker Kip had his, just yes. like this, but it said the kicker symbol. So got to have the lots of watch ones. Go on lotswatts.com, go to my YouTube channel, Lucky McGovern, hit the subscribe button and the bell notification to get alert every time I upload a video. And uh, I think that's pretty much it, man. Um, sorry, folks, that I didn't get to make it to uh, the Sky High Barbecue and stay. I'm really, really sorry. There's always next year, and I'll see you guys at Surf. Okay. Great job. Uh, once again, remember to like and share this on all platforms. That includes YouTube, Facebook. Uh, iHeartRadio, iTunes, um, Spotify, wherever you catch this thing, uh, please like and share this. We want to grow our audience. Um, we're doing pretty good. About every four shows, we're doubling our audience. So if we can keep that kind of growth going, we're going to get big soon. And uh, like I said, that gets us better guests, obviously, like um, Kip today. Uh, we got Solis kind of scheduled, too, once I hit a certain number, and I'm getting dang close to that. So we'll be scheduling Solis Harris. For you guys that don't know, you will know. Yeah, uh, awesome. She's, she's an awesome lady, and we will definitely have her on at some time. Um, but once again, hey, thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, sorry it went so long, but uh, Kip was interesting enough. I didn't want to cut him off and – you know, he had some great information for you guys. And yeah. uh, hopefully you guys learned something and um, definitely, you know, I uh, hope it was a good time for you guys. And, uh, you know, it, it's beneficial for us and for him. So that's all I can say about it. Thank you to Lucky. Thanks for being my co-host on this thing. You do a great job out here, sir. Thank so, you, sir. Um, anyway, uh, once again. I want to tell you guys thanks. Tune in next week, 6 p.m. California time. We will be doing this again next week. I'm going to try and keep it down to an hour next week. Depends how good our guest is that time. So um, thanks again, and we're out. Thank you, guys. Whoa, whoa.